Well, he organized the praise of the Lord. He was a military man. He was David. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My name is Rod Henry. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV, taking you through the Bible in one year, from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. We do that every year. Our 32nd year of doing yes. it. Very exciting. Anyway, uh, welcome. It's good to have you here. And as we focus on this, we need to understand there are two people to help us, Corey and Ryan. Corey? Well, we are talking about the temple today, but specifically the articles, the furniture of the temple and tent tabernacle. We're going to start in the days of Moses and go even beyond the time period of the New Testament. Ryan? Today, I'm dealing with yet another apparent Bible contradiction. And the problem is this. 2 Samuel 24 says that David paid a man 50 shekels of silver. But the parallel passage in 1 Chronicles 21 says that it was 600 shekels of gold. So which is it? All right, Janice. Well, over the next few days, my segment is going to be very different. We are welcoming a special guest and you won't want to miss him. First Chronicles 25, verses 1 through 13. Moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Heman, and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. And the number of the skilled men performing their service was, of the sons of Asaph, Zachar, Joseph, Nethaniah, and Asherelah. The sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Zerai, Jeshiah, Shimei, Hashabiah, and Mattathiah, six under the direction of their father, Jeduthun who prophesied with a harp to give thanks and to praise the Lord. Of Heman, the sons of Heman, Bukiah, Mataniah, Aziel, Shebuel, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Eliatha, Gedelti, Romamti Ezer, Joshbekashah, Malathi, Hother, and Mahazioth. All these were the sons of Heman, the king's seer, in the words of God, to exalt his horn. For God gave Heman fourteen sons and three daughters. All these were under the direction of their father for the music in the house of the Lord, with cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, for the service of the house of God. Asaph, Jeduthun and Heman were under the authority of the king. So the number of them, with their brethren who were instructed in the songs of the Lord, all who were skillful, was 288. And they cast lots for their duty, the small as well as the great, the teacher with the student. Now the first lot for Asaph came out for Joseph, the second for Gedaliah, him with his brethren and sons, twelve. The third for Zachar, his sons and his brethren, twelve. The fourth for Jizri, his sons and his brethren, twelve. The fifth for Nethaniah, his sons and his brethren, twelve. The sixth for Bukiah, his sons 
and his brethren, twelve. First Chronicles chapter 25, verses 1 through 13. First Chronicles 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26. This is a great read today. You know, we should not rewrite history just because we don't like what happened. And the past is true, whether we like it or not. In recent years, for instance, the way many of the men are remembered surrounding the Civil War in the United States of America has changed because the attitudes in that country and the focus of the culture has dramatically shifted. Real history proves the truth. And while many may not like it, it's true. Now, Chronicles and Kings are brutally honest and insightful, presenting an accurate account of David's many desires and decisions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But the Bible is an honest account of history. It is the furthest thing from propaganda. We also read today about the divisions of the Levites, priests, and the musicians. These are the sons of Aaron, according to the records in 1 Chronicles 24. Now, David paid attention to the covenant of God the best that he could, but God corrected him along the way. What made David so special was that he gladly received correction. Now, this is a mark of a great leader and a great king. He gladly receives correction. I don't know too many people today who do that, but let me just say that it's important that we understand the desires that we have and they can overcome us and pride can get in the way. Take the Bible guide and turn to today's passage. If you don't have one, I'm going to remind you to write for yours or call for yours. We'll send it to you or you can go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com and click on the page. It'll take you to a donate page. And I want to thank you for the donations. They're very important. We don't tell you how much the Holy Spirit will do that. We trust the work of the Holy Spirit in you. But it'll take you to a page then where you can download the Bible guide just like it's printed. And we want to encourage you to get a hold of yours. Today, we look at David's order. First Chronicles 25. And I, my names uh, may not be able to be pronounced well here. Uh, the names from the Bible, because I have a North American tongue. So let me apologize at the beginning. <laughs> I'm going to do my best. But these are names of people that God desires us to know so that we can understand some things. Father, I pray today in Jesus' wonderful name that you would help us. Help us today to learn that worshiping you is ordered. And worshiping you is not confusion and not just blasting out but it's ordered and it's structured for God in your word. So help us to do that today in Jesus' name. And we said together, amen and amen. Now look at this. I think this is important for us to hear today. First Chronicles chapter 25, verses 1 to 4. It's Old Testament, but Old Testament is important. Let's read. Moreover, David and the captains of the army separated the services, some of the sons of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps and stringed instruments and cymbals. And the number of the skilled men performing their service was of the sons of Asaph, Zakur, Joseph, Nathanaiah, and Azariah, 
the sons of Asaph were under the direction of Asaph, who prophesied according to the order of the king. Of Jeduthun, the sons of Jeduthun, Gedaliah, Zerai, Jeshiah, Shimei, Hashabiah, and Mattathiah, six under the direction of the father Jeduthun, who prophesied with the harp to give thanks to the praise to pray and to praise the Lord. Now, of Heman, the sons of Heman were Bukai, Methaniah, Uziel, Shabuel, Jeremoth, Hananiah, Hanani, Elatthai, Gidthlai, Ramath Ezer, Jotbekshah, Malothai, and Hathir, and Mazoroth. Now, these are the names of the men. And beloved, let me say that as a military man, David organized a way to hear and praise God. Notice that. David organized a way to hear and praise God. Beloved, we should always praise the Lord in our prayers with our lives. Now, this is important because a lot of people have the idea that praising God is, Lord, here's my order, that he's some kind of person some kind of, you know, uh, person who's going to take our order. I want this, 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 and this. Hold on a minute. We come to the Lord, and when we come to the Lord, we're talking to the one who knows our beginning and our end, knows everything in between, everything about us, and has given us eternal life. Praise God. So we need to come to the Lord and praise him. Now, 25 verses 5 to 6. All of these were the sons of Heman, the king's seer, the words of God, to exalt his horn or strength. For God gave Heman 14 sons and three daughters. All these were under the direction of their father for the music in the house of the Lord, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps for the service of the house of God. Asaph and Jeduthun and Heman were under the authority of the king. Again, here we want to say the king required music in the house of God. Music is the sound of our soul. We speak to God through our music. Beloved, listen carefully. We speak to the Lord through our music. What kind of music do you listen to? Well, you should maybe find some good music that praises God and listen to that. That's a good thing to do. Pay attention to the kind of music you sing and listen to. Make our efforts praise to God through our music ministries. And everyone has a music ministry, whether you sing or whether you listen. Everyone has a ministry of music, and we should praise the Lord and thank him for all the things he's done. Now, let's go back and learn this from 25, 7 through 13. So the number of them, with their brethren who were instructed in the songs of the Lord, all who were skillful, was 288, and they cast lots for their duty, the small as well as the great, the teacher with the student, now the first lot for Asaph came out for Joseph and the second for Gedaliah. Him and his brethren and sons were 12. The third for Zakur and his sons and his brethren were 12. The fourth is Jezrai, his sons and his brethren were 12. And the fifth for Nethaniah, his sons and brethren were 12. The sixth for Bukai, his sons and his brethren were 12. Now, what does that mean? You see, the order, the order David commanded for the Levites was focused. 
It wasn't random. It was focused. We should remember that God's service is organized and it is not random. We are taught in the Bible that worship to God is ordered. God is not the author of confusion. The enemy authors confusion, not God. So we need to remember that, beloved. Today, as we think about music and as we think about our efforts to praise God in the midst of all of this, we must remember that praising God is understanding the Bible and coming to him and saying, Lord, I'm going to pray your Psalms or I'm gonna pray and I'm going to use the word. Help me today to pray to you. Hi, Rod Hember here. We go through the Bible every year from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22. Now you can join us and watch at the time you like by searching Bible Discovery TV on the Roku box or on Amazon Fire TV. Anytime you want to watch us, we're there. Get a hold of it. Watch us anytime you want to. In our reading in 1 Chronicles today, we're taking a look at how David really prepared and organized uh, the people for future worship in the temple. And I say future because remember, it wasn't David who was tasked with building the temple, though he wanted to. That task was given to his son Solomon. So today we're actually going to be focusing on what happened inside the temple once it was built. The furniture, the articles, uh, the, the, the holy things that the priests dealt with. We're going to be tracking their creation and their loss all the way from the days of Moses until the time period of the New Testament. Take a look. Until its final destruction by Rome in AD 70, the temple in Jerusalem had been a key component of Judaism since the days of Moses. In Moses' time, the temple's predecessor was built and called the Tent Tabernacle. This tent and its precious metal-covered utensils and artifacts made it without much drama through the time period of Moses and almost all the way through the time period of the Judges. The Bible and archaeology then team up to show that the city of Shiloh, which had become its permanent residence, was destroyed destroyed by the Philistines during the life of Samuel. That the tent and some, if not all, of its articles survived is implied in 1 Kings 8 at the dedication of the new permanent temple in Jerusalem built by King Solomon. He had the tent and its furnishings brought into the temple with a great celebration. Though the tent artifacts and the new temple artifacts commissioned by Solomon now had a permanent home, they weren't safe from the ravages of politics and war. A few times in Jerusalem's history, her kings raided the temple when they were strapped for cash and needed to pay off enemy kings. This left a temple and articles that weren't in their full glory by the time of the final Babylonian invasion of Jerusalem in 586 BC. But the riches were still enticing enough for the Babylonians to take them back home home with them as spoils of war. Less than a hundred years later, Babylon itself would fall to the Persian Empire, who released the Jerusalem exiles with the temple articles. A more humble temple was rebuilt in Jerusalem and the articles reinstated. Between the Old and New Testaments of the Bible, another assault on the temple was carried out by Antiochus Epiphanes. His efforts were short-lived and rooted by the Maccabean revolt that managed to salvage many of the temple treasures. After a 
massive temple renovation project spearheaded by Herod the Great, the temple once again became known for its majesty, short-lived as it was. Rome quelched the Great Jewish Revolt by ultimately destroying the temple and taking its furnishings to Rome, the most iconic of which were displayed in the Roman Temple of Peace, paying homage this time to the majesty of the empire. I think a really interesting aspect to studying the history of the the temple furniture and articles is how God used them to speak to his people. And it's not as straightforward as we tend to think about it right away. We know that God used the creation of the the articles of the temple to speak to Israel about his holiness and and about his personality and, and how he wanted Israel and his people to interact with him. But as time goes on and we see Israel falling away from God, we also see God communicating with the loss of these articles and, and through you know their deliverance into enemy hands and how they come back. So it's really interesting to to track these temple articles in order to see how at different times God changes the usage of these things in order to better communicate the message that needs to get across to his people. So something to keep in mind as you, you know, continue to learn and read about the history of the temple and the tabernacle. Yeah, that that is very interesting. And uh, that, that's in- incredible. Thank you, Corey, for that, Brian. Yeah, well, I know our reading today is First Chronicles 22 to 26, but I really need to go back to chapter 21 because there seems to be a major issue. That's because in this Chronicles passage, King David pays a man 600 gold shekels. But back in 2 Samuel 24, which is recording the same event, it says that David paid him only 50 silver shekels. So which is it? Well, the answer is in the details. Check it out. Although the Bible proclaims to be God's flawless word, there appears to be a major discrepancy between the parallel accounts of 2 Samuel 24 and 1 Chronicles 21. In 2 Samuel 24 verse 24, David pays a man 50 shekels of silver for his threshing floor and the oxen, which he repurposes into an altar for a sacrifice to the Lord. But then in 1 Chronicles 21 verse 25, it says that David paid the same man 600 shekels of gold for the place. So according to Samuel, David paid only 50 shekels of silver, but Chronicles said he paid 600 shekels of gold, two very different sums of money. While there are various opinions regarding the modern value of ancient shekels, the Illustrated Bible Dictionary conservatively estimates that the silver shekel was worth only about 60 cents, while the gold shekel was worth about $8. At these values, David's 50 silver shekels would equal $30, while 600 gold shekels would be worth about $4,800. Others put a higher rate on the shekels, valuing the 50 silver shekels at around $1,000 and the 600 gold shekels close to $600,000. Whatever the actual values may be, one thing is for sure. Samuel and Chronicles present vastly different sums. So how do we settle up with such a dramatic discrepancy? While many liberal scholars and skeptics accuse the chronicler of purposely inflating the price, A closer look at these passages reveals that there is absolutely no miscalculation in the biblical text whatsoever. Pay close attention to the details. Samuel says that David paid 50 silver shekels for the threshing floor and the oxen. But Chronicles says that David paid 600 gold shekels for the place. 
The reason that each passage gives a different sum of money is because each passage records a separate purchase. The 50 shekels reported in Samuel only paid for the threshing floor and oxen, which was a small area of land, only about 30 by 60 feet. But the 600 shekels in Chronicles was the purchase price for the entire property, which was a much larger area. This conclusion is confirmed only a few verses later in 1 Chronicles 22 verse 1, which explains that David had bought the land with the intent of building the temple on it. And based on the dimensions of the temple, this land had to be at minimum 10,000 square feet. Thus, there is no mistake. David purchased the threshing floor and oxen for 50 silver shekels, plus the entire site for 600 gold shekels. So when we pay attention to the details, we realize that these two passages are recording two separate purchases. Samuel records David's smaller purchase of the threshing floor and the oxen, while Chronicles records David's acquisition of the entire surrounding region. You know, it's always really important to pay attention to the details. Thank you, Ryan. And one of the details that we're dealing with shifts and changes, and that's related to the war uh, that's happening and has happened. We, we don't even know because we're taping this four weeks in advance. There could be lots of changes, but one thing will not change, and that is the people who are orphans and widows as a result of this. Jim Canlon is here. Good to, good to have you, Jim. Thanks, Ryan. You are the operator of WOW, Working for Orphans and Widows, a great ministry. And uh, you're working on the war. Tell us how you're doing that. Well, you know, as you say, uh, there's a four-week gap between what we're talking about now and what actually will be happening when people are watching us. Uh, I can only tell you what I know up to this point in time. And what I know up to this point in time is that um, three and a half, maybe close to four million people have escaped Ukraine. I know that uh, maybe 150 million of them are children. And a very significant percentage of those children are orphans. And with this organization that my wife and I founded uh, 22 years ago, working with orphans and widows in sub-Saharan Africa and southern India in their thousands, it just seemed to me a no-brainer when I, I saw the orphan factor out of Ukraine that we have to be involved there. And we partner with, you, with Bible Discovery. We have done so now for many years. And so it's relevant to you, too, as much as it is to me. This is brand new. I mean, as we're speaking here, I'm not even a weekend to... Actually, no, I'm sorry, it was a week today as we're talking that I sent uh, a tranche of a few thousands of dollars just to help out. Um, but um, we're going to be doing a lot more, you know, over the course of the next few years. Even when the war ends, this, this orphan thing oh, just, is not going to end, uh, yeah, you know, real huge. quick. In fact, I think we got a pick here, maybe a video, a little bit of a video while I'm talking about some of the uh, support that has we've helped to purchase uh, this uh, this video off of YouTube, which is just just sent to me just uh, two hours ago, shows some of the food that has been uh, uh, already purchased and being delivered uh, by the busload to. And this uh, is this is to help the people in Ukraine yeah. and all of that. And the yeah. you're working with churches, you're yeah. working with people that uh, have relationships. So the question is, uh, in this. The, the churches have become rescue centers. Yeah, they have. Their, their basements are, are, are um, rescue centers. The, the, the buildings themselves have become distribution centers. And it's all being done in the name of the Lord. And, you know, if there's anything that, you know, tells the tale in terms of the integrity of who you are as a Christian and who you are as a church, it's your care for the poor. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's not just the poor. It is the much, much, much devastated poor 
I mean, these people, I, I imagine as President Zelensky suggested when he spoke to, um, I think it was the Canadian Parliament, uh, imagine if uh, bombs were coming down in the middle of Toronto right now. I mean, how, how would we be feeling? Um, and so you got Kiev, which is a beautiful world city, being decimated by this bombing. Uh, your heart just breaks for the people, especially for the orphans. In fact, 80% of the artillery has been aimed at residential areas. Yeah. And, and it, it's just incredible. And Jim, if people give to this ministry, we tithe to your yeah. ministry. Yeah. And that's we, we, because this is part of the justice yeah. or the justice, yeah. and the righteousness and justice. Yeah, yeah. Righteousness, love for God, justice, love for neighbor. And uh, the point, you know, the, it doesn't matter to me whether, you know, the funding comes to Bible Discovery or whether it comes through wildmission.com. The point is, it's all, you know, it's going to be then redirected to uh, this urgent need. Because we take it seriously and you know, we teach the Bible, but it's not just teaching the Bible. In fact, it, we have the one pick of the of the kids in the basement yeah. of the church. Where, where's that one at? Yeah. That one yeah. Because yeah. This, uh, that, that's, that's the church basement, one of yes. the church basements. And you can see that, you know, it's been set out for people to rest. Mm -hmm. But then this next this next, next picture shows. Look at that. This just came to me. So, you know, I, I can't explain. I don't know which church this is. I just know it's a church in Western Ukraine. And about 30 of these kids were just a couple of days ago bused to uh, Poland to safety. The other half probably are gone already, but these 60, you know, are being replaced again and again and again by other orphans. And so with Working for Orphans and Widows in our partnership with Bible Discovery TV, by God's grace, we're going to make their life a little better. And so the idea is if people want to give uh, to help out, they can by going to wowmission.com. Wowmission.com. And I don't have any updates on that. It's all about Africa. It's going to take me a few weeks to get some pics and track record available for the website. But the point is, they can click on the donate, but they can also go to Bible Discovery TV and, and donate there. Either way, it's going to get there. Yeah, so the, the bottom line is that we are doing something. We've, mm. We're involved and God has helped us yep. to do something. Yep. So if you want to, Janet, did you want to say something? No, I, was just, I just wanted to make uh, mention that it's not just the area of Ukraine. It's not just the area of Africa. You touch... Uh, other parts of the world as well. Yeah, well, southern India is, is a new focus. In Africa, of course, you've got all these different countries. Africa is so huge. And now we've got uh, Ukraine, we've got Poland. But then we're probably going to get involved where some of these orphans are being transferred to. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just Poland, but it's also Hungary, also Romania. Yeah. You know, some are even going to Belarus, which mm -hmm. really surprises me, but, mm -hmm. they, but they are. Wow. But, you know, wherever this pastor friend of mine with his network of churches is at work, we're going to be lifting up his arms. Yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow with more of this. Thank you for joining us today. I want to remind you that you can join us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 3.30 to 4.30 live on Facebook and YouTube and on Bible Discovery TV. We're always there. We'll pray for you. It's a prayer time. Join us, won't you? Now we pray today, Lord, I desire to understand how you work in my daily life. Help me to be sensitive to praise you on this day. In the name of Jesus Christ, I praise you.